a hundred percent really, really important that we invest in our self-care. We invest in creating a stable foundation in our, in our lives so that we can grow from there. And we get out of the scarcity mindset and can really mm-hmm. move into, into thriving. Hello. Hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. God, uh, Leanne, I could talk to you for hours. I know, I know. How have we not done this sooner? Um, how how about we pivot a little bit to talk about, and I think the episode will have to split into two parts. So one of the episodes of No Boss of Me that I think is a must listen is your episode, I think it's episode number three. Dream bigger, maybe, or no? I don't know. Oh, or maybe it's number two. Oh, let's talk about financial self-care. Yeah, number two. So it's episode two of No Boss of Me, which is called Let's Talk About Financial Self-Care. And your show notes say, does money truly buy happiness or is there an app for that? And you dive into sort of this duality between money and happiness. So my question is sort of about self-care and money. You know, I feel like self-care was probably a thing before the pandemic, but is just like trending higher and higher and higher since 2020. How does smart money management or how do how do we get a return on investment for managing our money and and getting something back in self-care? Yeah, yeah. I I did that episode is because you always hear like money can't buy happiness, right? And it's like one of those like common common phrases that mm-hmm. I I'm always like, mm, that doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds That's- like it benefits yeah. the person who has the money to keep yeah, yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, you know, so in that statement, money doesn't buy happiness, there's a lot of research that actually says the opposite. With money, you're able to pursue happiness, you know, more readily. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually doing this course right now on the trauma of money. And even in this, yeah, it's a really great course. It talks about how for folks in the scarcity mindset, Mm -hmm. you're actually doing a lot more work. You're doing a lot more work balancing, like, can I afford this? Can I not afford this? You know, and I'm not just talking about money scarcity, time scarcity, Mm -hmm. um, resource scarcity, money scarcity. You're constantly doing this math. Like if I pay for this, I can't pay for that. If I put time for this, I can't put time for that, you know? Even at work, people are like, let's go for drinks after work. And you're thinking, oh, I have to do all these things for my business. You're constantly having to juggle all these things in your mind. And it's like, it's a, it's a tax on your, on your brain in terms of just all that arithmetic that you're doing, where if you had money, if you had all that, those different things, you wouldn't be doing that type of, of rigorous work. So to me, like that statement did a lot of research on the podcast. I talk about a lot of studies that actually refute that notion. And also just really going into uh, how you can set up financial self-care and more specifically, really around understanding that one, you need to have an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a component of self-care and really putting away money aside for when life happens, because 
life will happen. I think at the time of recording that podcast, I had to put new tires on my car. Um, something else had happened. Like I was like, oh, like all these different things that like just popped out of nowhere. And if you didn't have money put aside for these types of things, you could be going into debt or you could be out having a certain something that you need for a, a little while. But, and, and, and even in that, like coming up with how much you need for uh, an emergency fund, you're really going to have to go through a budget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like how much do you need to live your life, which includes things like financial self-care, which mm-hmm. could include every, every day getting your stop Starbucks latte. If that's yeah. something that is really what you want, you know, and getting those serums. I see you with your makeup. Nail polish. I love that. You know, like that's a part of some things that you need. Right. You yeah. know? Um, so I think that's like a hundred percent really, really important that we invest in our self-care. We invest in creating a stable foundation in our, in our lives so that we can grow from there. And we, get out of the scarcity mindset and can really move into, into thriving. A lot of my general content is geared towards helping people embrace who they are and the space that they take up in the world and having a really good assessment of that, of that definition is like, who are you? What makes you tick? Where do you take up space? And one of those things is defining self-care for yourself. And I find more and more what I'm learning, even for myself, is that self-care can be stacked. And one of the ways that we stack self-care is to reduce our mental load. Mm -hmm. So you can take care of yourself by reducing your own mental load by doing things like having an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. Having an emergency fund is self-care because it reduces the mental load that you have to carry around every day being risk aware, as you said Mm -hmm. before being risk aware of all of the ways that you could be living in scarcity. Mm-hmm. Instead, mm-hmm. you can take that off of your mental load because you know that you've cared for yourself, your future self with an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Then and we kind the ways of that a risk, a risk is not just being aware, but could actually come to fruition. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like the likelihood that a risk might actually become a reality. Right have money put away for that, you know? And, and really in that, I also think that like investing is a form of self-care, like, Mm -hmm. and it's really about taking care of future you, Mm -hmm. um, really learning about, it's not just about saving money, um, but also putting that money. Yeah. Growing that money is so Mm -hmm. fundamental and like really to be aware of the risk of your money not growing at a pace greater than inflation. You know, that, that's the scary part, right? Like that's the big part. time right now. Yeah, 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 exactly. And big time right now, you know? Yeah, uh, I think I think that's one of the ways that public sector workers have been um, falling behind. Yep. Is is in that, but that's a that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, one of the could... other things I find that people, you know, really can pay attention to stacking self care is in what I call mindful fun, which is spending money on things that help you 
get off the hamster wheel of thoughts and enjoy every part, uh, any part of your day. For me, a lot of that is makeup. So like, I love the application of makeup. I literally almost think about nothing while I'm putting on makeup, except how much fun I'm having putting on my makeup. And that's what makes it self-care for me. And that's what makes the return on investment of my money into my makeup and my potions and whatever valuable. Mm -hmm. But I worry about things like Black Friday because they seem like time-sensitive opportunities Mm -hmm. to spend your money and feel better. When in reality, if you don't know who you are and you don't know how to stack your self-care in a way that's unique to you, then don't buy anything. Don't buy anything. Just chill out. It's okay. That's the scarcity mindset. You're going to figure it out. But take time first to understand when was the last time that you zoned out in pure pleasure, Mm -hmm. right? When was the last time that you savored a moment? Mm -hmm. Did it require you to spend money? First of all, maybe it didn't. Maybe it was just like you were on a trail somewhere and it was really beautiful out or you were listening to your friends laugh, or you were, you know, reading an amazing book from the library. Maybe it wasn't, but, but, you know, those moments where you were just relishing and being yourself Mm -hmm. and what was the financial component associated with that? Yeah. yeah. Let's move all your money towards those things. Not all your money. Leanne's like, no, no, not all your money. (laughs) Let's move your budget line to those things. Not the things that Instagram is telling you are self-care. Yeah. Like on that Black Friday thing, um, you know, one of the one of the folks from Slay the Mic, uh, she had a post the other day about how like, uh, you know, it would be like TV four ninety nine two days before Black Friday, and then the day before Black Friday will be four ninety nine TV, and then on Black Friday they will have six ninety nine TV, but the scratch out on the six ninety nine, and then four ninety nine I'd be like, yeah. come for these deals, you yeah. know, this manufactured scarcity kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing. But what I really liked about what you were saying about stacking, you know, and I, I I would love to explore this a little bit more, like, you know, there's a sense of, you know, at the bottom, like meeting your needs, like finance, you meet your needs, you know, so food, shelter, health, all that kind of protection, safety, all that stuff is, is, you know, table stakes, you know, and then that next level, I really think it should be loves. You know, Mm. it should be loves, like the things that are going to translate to you living a joyful life. So if if that's for you, if it's makeup, if it's travel, if it's being able to um, buy like fancy clothes, whatever it is, beautiful, beautiful European shoes. Yeah, you have your house is like filled with warmth that every every Christmas you can buy gifts and decorate your house. And if those are the things that you love that will create like lasting long-term memories on your own brain, as well as the people that you love around you, that should almost be your next stack. Mm -hmm. And like some of those things, like you said, they don't necessarily mean financial impacts. Some of them do, but some of them don't, you know? Um, or it's not just a financial impact. I really think that that should really be the next level, you know, pile those first two stacks into your budget and how you, how you move, but then the wants and the likes, right? Like the stuff that you see on, like, I've been like tracking this, uh, on my Instagram account, it always comes up these boho locks, you know, like these, these brains, Yeah, like, I really want them, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, Oh, like, you know, I don't know, maybe, 
but it's just kind of fleeting for me, you know? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like I'm only wanting it because they keep advertising it to me every single time I, I see it on, on the screen. <laughs> but I digress. But, you know, like those things, it's like, oh, I don't know. Here today, gone tomorrow, it's not really, you know, that big of a deal. So I really like that idea of needs. And then, then next is loves. Like mm -hmm. spend the, that should be like 90% of your budget, those two things, you know? Yeah. How, and how you spend money, you know, um, I think is really important. And not only how you spend money, how you spend your time, you know. So that would be the third stack, actually, I think, is sometimes the way we spend our money is actually how we spend our time because our time has value mm -hmm. and um, or our energy. And mm -hmm. I think that the, the last stack is really if is is how you spend the ways that you think, the way that you play, the way that you plan, the way that you invest your time and your energy is the last stack in my mind. Because I think that sometimes what's left over sometimes is things like your vacation time or mm -hmm. things like, or paid, I guess people are calling it paid time off now, mm -hmm. you know, your paid time off or your volunteering Mm -hmm. or what you do um, with your family, or what you do with your rest. How is that resource being budgeted, planned, spent in so many other, in so many other ways, you know, because the return on investment, you know, sometimes there's a huge narrative about rest right now is like, just like stop doing everything, just rest, just chill out. But I also think that sometimes rest can be this sort of blank slate on your timetable. And that what ends up happening are things that are not restful. Like you have to define rest for yourself and then you have to plan that activity that is restful so that you're actually maximizing out on the time back because your time has a value assigned to it and it can either be spent for you or you can spend it just like money. You can spend it without thinking or with thinking. And um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, like uh, I love this whole narrative around rest. Um, cause as I was saying to you before we started recording, I, I tore my Achilles heel and I feel like since about a year ago, a year ago, my body was telling me, you need to just stop. You're doing too much. Mm. You need to just stop. And I ignored it. You know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this stuff. That isn't on my life's purpose. Let's, let's not do that anymore. Oh, let's, let's kind of do this, but I'll ease into it. Like all these other ways that I was like taking, like productive rest sure you know? Yeah. you know I love productive rest yeah yeah you know like it's not true rest you know just like there has to I have to get something out of it you know <laughs> and then when I tore my Achilles heel I had to say no to a bunch of things you know like a whole bunch of things are just like slow down we're just gonna do that in the new year and I was like oh this is what rest is this is your body saying Oh, you think you think eight hours a night is enough rest? <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna like work on repairing your body. You're gonna sleep 12 hours a day, okay? Yeah. There's no choice. Like there's literally no choice. Like, and and you just have to have to rest. So it's really interesting on how sometimes it'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna take an afternoon nap. Is that really rest? I don't know if it's really rest. I, I think uh, we have to get really vi vigilant on taking our rest because if not, your body's just going to be like, okay, I'm just, I'm, if you, if you think that's enough, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I could tell okay. you now, 
or I could tell you later. Yeah, yeah. But what you said about time and energy, I think is so important and, and bringing it back to money. Sometimes a lot of, of people will be like, what stock should I invest in? What should I buy? And you know, what's the latest stock tip? And I am not about that life. I'm not about mm. that life at all. I think there's a difference between an active and a passive investor, and you could be somewhere in the in the middle. But that mental load of picking the right stocks, knowing how much to buy them for, how long to sell them for. There's whole industries and expertise that are dedicated to that. So if you're going to have your nine to five or your business, and now you're going to be picking stocks, ah, no, that's a recipe. That's a recipe for a disaster. I, that's not what I, I say at all. We have all these great things called ETFs, exchange traded mm-hmm. funds, where with buying one security, you're essentially buying a whole market. And over time, those markets have done eight, nine, 10% in terms of earnings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and are relatively low fees. So those fees aren't eating up your, your investment. To me, that's a better way to go. So a way you can just do is purchase those ones, the ones that make sense in terms of, you know, your basket of how much is equities, how much is fixed income, like all these things are things we need to learn in terms of our personal finance. And even if you want to have a more relaxed version of that, these things called robo-advisors, where you answer a bunch of different questions, it comes up with your risk profile, and based on investing as little as 10 bucks, sometimes even lower, they will purchase those securities for you and rebalance them over time. And I, again, that takes away from that mental load, you know, Mm -hmm. and that time and energy to free you up to do the things you actually love, you know? So I think that's so important. That's really, really important. Yeah, I talk about low effort, medium effort and high effort. And obviously, as medium lady, I'm a big fan of medium effort, because I feel like medium effort shouldn't break your brain. But Mm -hmm. it should get you feeling kind of excited and engaged in your own life. And it's not the passivity of either people pleasing or letting whatever happens happens, which may be somebody who is just says, you know, investing or saving is like, not for me, that's too hard. That's like, you know, low effort, high efforts, your person who says, I guess I have to learn about how when to buy and when to sell. Um, and I have to like, really be in paying a lot of time and attention and focus on Stock ticker. Uh, uh, stock ticker, yes. Uh, <laughs> success and the failure of, of that. In, of that, And then I say the medium effort is like, where is your money and where do you want to go with your money? And those really heart to heart questions before you decide yeah. what yeah. kind of EFT or robo advisor or, you know, any of there's like, you know, and there's thankfully a bit of a democratization of, of the financial product market, I guess you would probably know the better way of saying that. But, you know, I think that as women, we kind of thought it was binary. It was either invest like a stock trader at the New York stock exchange (laughs) or don't invest at all. Yeah. And there's always a middle ground. But why do you think as women, we're sort of like managing money is hard and Mm -hmm. I have to either be brilliant or some, or I have to be brilliant to invest or not? Yeah, I think for the longest time, like I said, these are, these aren't conversations that um, women have been privy to. Like, Mm -hmm. so a little bit of it is it's hard because you really haven't had the chance to get the education, right? Because it's not it's, it's not talked about in school, it's not talked around certain dinner tables. 
Um, how many ever people have heard their first story about buying stocks have, has come from a, a man who told yeah. them. So I think that's definitely uh, a part of it that makes it hard. It's just something it's not even in your your consciousness, you know? What made me think actually is like all of the questions I asked the women in my life were about homemaking. How do you make a good soup? Yeah. Or what went into that cake? Or, yeah. you know, teach me how to iron my shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but a lot of that is home economics, you know, yeah, like, yeah, there's a money component to that. True. <laughs> too. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely think that's, that's part of it is just like, just surfacing the awareness of it. It's just really not there. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. You know, and I come from an upbringing where, yeah, we had to worry about that. Cause even if it wasn't like said, it was felt, you know, <laughs> and then uh, the other reason why I think it, it it's so hard is that in some industries, we make it purposely hard. Like mm-hmm. I particularly think this is with a, a finance thing for sure. And, you know, probably also in healthcare, mm-hmm. like we make things extra complicated yeah. in order to prove that it is separate and apart and different. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And somehow that means it has value. We make it especially complicated, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I think that's a little bit, bit of it too. I think it's more and more folks enter the industry. I really love this product that they only have in the States. It's called Elevest. Mm-hmm. And it's like really investing designed by women for women. And they talk about things like career. Uh, they talk about emergency fund. They talk about an FU fund. <laughs> you know, they yeah. talk about like, <laughs> you know, prenups and you know like a lot of conversations that you know like things like that that are um kind of more on the mind of women because uh finance can be really exclusive like exclusive you have to have a certain amount of money in order to work with certain financial planner the way that they design their products it's really opaque um one of my first stories was moving to a financial advisor who started trading in and out of my account because that's how they earn their fees. And I was like, no, like just buy the, like, I know how it works. I thought you were just gonna, you know, I thought you could do better than I would, but by following the general principles of investing, but no, no, you know. So I literally was like, no, I got to move my money. I got to figure out somewhere else to put this um, because the consequences are too great. So again, I just think it's hard. We don't talk about it. It's made unnecessarily complicated. The stakes are really real for making mm-hmm. a mistake for, for a yeah. lot. Of, Risk know. aware. Risk aware. Yeah. 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 So Leanne, um, if anybody's feeling kind of like their curiosity is peaked or you want to just start to learn more and you're not sure where to start, you absolutely have to start with Leanne's podcast, episode one. No boss of me. You're going to get really great primers on, oh my gosh, your episode on inflation. I was obsessed with it. Like, (laughs) and and I'm, I'm (laughs) not to follow a stereotype, but I am, I am a very novice when it comes to money knowledge and, and, uh, and that I, I just have learned so much. And the way that you provide information is so calm that I also helps, I think helps me dial down the worry about the what ifs, what might happen if I, you know, make a wrong call or, and I think what you're doing is really leveling the emotions attached to money. And instead of the emotion being fear-based and scarcity-based, you're carrying your listeners through to be excited about their money, 
to want more money, to want to grow their money and to feel the sense of abundance. So anybody listening to this, wanting more (laughs) of Leanne, please start with episode one and you'll just, it's just a treasure trove of great information, great guests, great education. Leanne, where else can people find you if they're interested in following more? Like you said, you could check out novasavini.com. It will lead you to my podcast episodes. They're on Spotify. They're on Google, working on Apple. (laughs) And um, you can also find me on IG or I actually like LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of my favorite places. Yeah, just to post a little bit more, uh, talk a little bit more of my story, you can find you can find me there as well too. So Leanne Hanaway uh, or, or no boss of me. <laughs> Amazing. Leanne, thanks so much for your time. I honestly I could have talked to you for more hours, but I respect your time. I respect the time your time has value. Um, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll we'll be connecting really soon. For sure, for sure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Leanne. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye.